0: Big footy blues, big footy blues, big footy blues, can't a big footy blues. And welcome to the Big Footy Blues podcast episode, uh, whatever it is, um, the one after a soul-destroying, coach-killing loss typified by a lack of effort and skill. Yeah, I know, I know, you still need me to narrow it down a bit. Well, I'm not going to. Uh, joining me tonight in the coach's box, welcome back to Happy Do- Happy Dad, sorry, and congratulations. Uh, thanks,
1: thanks. Um, I wasn't sure how the, how this podcast would go after that effort, but you know, showing up, that's more effort than our boys put in. Yeah, well done.
0: Uh, and also joining us uh, in the box, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Edel, uh, sorry, I mean Shandog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Shand? Uh, I'm, I'm good, and uh, I've got some great insight for you from sitting in the box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How's Gabby going? <laughs> um, she's, she's
2: appearing in court shortly, isn't she?
0: <laughs> uh, which, yeah, I think so yeah, which is, is at the moment for walking naked into a Hungry Jacks um, anyway um, look, I've let the cat out of the bag a little bit um, as has been talked about a fair bit around the boards uh, since Friday night uh, Edelston was sniffing around in the coach's box behind Mick on Friday night um, guys what do we think about it, does this just further heap soul on the wounds of the supporters who feel a little bit alienated from the club and who insists we're beholden to power brokers, and you know that access is granted to rich men who pay for the privilege?
2: Well, that's one thing I was going to ask about actually, because I wasn't too sure how it was that he got in there. Was there? Did I read this correctly? Had it? There was a raffle or something like that that he won, or did he just just use his connections and get in there?
0: I don't know. Is that what we I think? I, mean, I think word on the
1: street that I've heard was there was some sort of raffle or competition, something like that, with um within the. I think they call it the Blue Diamonds. I think they had to the go. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're like, um, I can't remember what they call, but my one of my uncles was part of the Hawthorne equivalent. Um, it's like the highest level inner sanctum sort of stuff. Yeah. And he actually, um, being part of that, he got to take home the 1989 Premiership Cup. And he's got a photo of my cousin in, it in his lounge room. So it's that sort of level of support as there was a raffle between them. Right. Or- so, yeah,
2: and that, that that'd be kind of similar to that um I can't remember what they called it but earlier this year we were discussing on big footy there was a um uh, a supporters night where they invited people in to basically do a and a with key staff um mm-hmm. and people were wondering why they didn't hear about it, but I think it was the same sort of group. Yeah, I think, those those I members think, who paid those. Yeah, the, the
1: co- coteries are a bit uh, the next one under, I think. So oh, I don't okay. know if it was the coteries and the top level that yeah. got to go into that sort of raffle, or if it was just the top level. But it was just like um it's not advertised. You have to donate yeah. a certain amount to the club over a certain amount of time, and you actually get invited to join.
2: Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm defending it, but I was just because I wanted to.
1: Yeah, no, know that's the facts right. with
2: that, but yeah, if that's the case, handle. Yeah, if that's,
1: the case, the, handle, yeah, yeah. If that's sure. the case,
2: I can sort of go. Well, okay, maybe it was a fair and square legit. He he won the right to go in there, but again, Just it's still of his sort name getting nailed
1: to the wall. I think in yeah. this case, well, I, was, yeah. are we, are we... I, I didn't see him having any input over Mick's shoulder. <laughs> but then again, was that might explain a few things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If these things are still only open to um, the like select few, or those who you know in, a, in clubs where they um, have a bit of a premium membership or donate yeah. a fair bit of money, uh, it still it still doesn't do anything to alleviate the perception. That's and right. Even yeah. though other clubs do this, other clubs don't have the reputation for being exclusive and for not being real members clubs and not being family clubs and stuff. And we do, and that's something that uh, Trigg said we need to address. But those things don't. You know, I, I guess yeah. I guess we've got to be held to a bit of a higher standard now because we, the perception that we're like that is out there, and um, and we need to change that. We need to get uh, yeah, the grassroots supporters on board. So, uh, yep. and, and and look. I didn't know whether to mention this or not, Shane. But you and I have both contacted the club seeking access to players, even even you know our sponsored player, Matty Cruiser, for, the, for a podcast interview, something like that. Um, I, I don't know if anything's going to come with that. It's been a couple of weeks now, and uh, we haven't not haven't yet. received any. Yeah, we haven't received any response. Um, it's it does concern me that, you know, uh, you've got to be a little bit in the inner sanctum. I I mentioned to the club, we you know we're not the enemy, we are loyal to the club, so I don't really be bagging them out over their decisions at every turn and, and making these things public. But I do implore them to kind of look at how they're connecting with people, uh, and, and, and at least at least acknowledge people and explain things. If you're not going to, in, in a timely fashion, if, if 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 you can't make that sort of access available, so um, it it kind of doesn't sit very comfortably with me
1: to any of our dozen listeners um, on the whole uh, trying to get someone interviewed on the podcast, if you'd like to write to the club as well and sort of show your support to get someone <laughs> on to help us out, hopefully they'll respond after we get, they get a few, like, emails. Yeah, good point. Do it.
0: Yeah. Um, I will I will give a shout-out to the membership department. I did submit a membership idea um, to that department um, a, a little while back, and uh, they did respond and sort of thank me for, um, you know, putting in the effort and, you know, always... Look! Look! They look forward to getting feedback from members and stuff, and they do have a few things in the in the wind and, and things like that. I'm not sure if they're going to use my idea as such. There's obviously complexities to you know how you how you uh, form these memberships, but at least I got a um, I got a response there and it's some sort of acknowledgement. So uh, the membership department um, thumbs up there. All right, um, let's move on to the weekend wake.
2: This is The Weekend
0: Week. So, on Friday night, the night that Mick Malthouse broke the all-time VFL AFL coaching record, Carlton meekly capitulated, threw in the towel, decided it was all too hard, and worse still, it was against our all-time arch enemies, Collingwood. Um, Scores are not important here. It's, it's not under nine. That's the most Cal- important
1: thing. I don't care if they're not putting in effort winning.
0: <laughs> uh, Carlton had four players named in our best. That's pretty. That's pretty bad. Bell, Rowe, Cripps, and Judd all made our best Can we get a token, Rowie?
1: Rowie, Chad. You, you, yeah. 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 I can I, give I, But like, you can even have, you can always have best to the worst. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> even, the, even the wooden spooners have a best and fairest award. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Prior to the game, Michael Jamieson was ruled out, and Robbie Warnock uh, came into the side in his stead. Um, strange selection, guys.
1: Um, I, I'd like to say that it was a bit uncharacteristic of Robbie Warnock to run out there and do nothing all game, but. <laughs> I think we all know how that goes. Yeah, it's uh,
2: it was unbelievable though. Like, I mean, going into the game, that we saw the, the changes that were coming in, you know, that, that Blaine Boker was going to be playing while he was coming in. Everyone was excited to see the change that we've been hoping for for a little while now to start blooding these kids when they're ready and to come in and, and sort of sh- have a bit of a different Carlton lineup out there, one that's probably looking towards the future. And everyone was pretty happy leading into the game. And then the late change happened. And then we were all just unable, I, we, I don't know, I don't understand the change, and I don't think the explanation that was given was particularly satisfying. They wanted to bring in Warnock because so that Warnock didn't have to do the whole game on his own, which is what he's been doing previously anyway, and we lack outside run, so let's drop a key defender for a Ruckman who's even slower. It's just, it's perplexing. I don't understand it at all.
0: Nah. Uh, no, no. Um, it was it was. I mean, Although, out of, out of how, our how many goals
1: did Wood kick? <laughs> Two. So you could argue that Wood was our most prominent key forward. Well, yeah. So and then Warnock was our ruckman, and then Jax was our backman with Rowe. So if you look at it that way, Wood being a forward ruck rather than a ruck and having two ruckmen. Even though that's not his best role. His best role is the ruckman. but that's probably the way the balance came in the selection table. Yeah, but, but it's, would, it's would, very, very silly to go in against Travis Cloak with Jackson Rowe. Wood
0: wasn't uh, he wasn't playing like a... Like a no, he, was he wasn't. So, so it's not like he was leading out and actually yeah, creating the contests and stuff like for that. So. Tall,
1: that's where the balance comes into it. We weren't really losing a whole lot of outside run as previously just mentioned. If we had a drop, say, like uh, Doherty and then brought in Warnock, that would be very, very perplexing.
0: Yeah. uh, Look, I mean... Did we have outside run anyway to lose? I I don't know. We seemingly... We've got some players in the side capable of outside run, but then they're working... The ones that that are kind of required all hands on deck back in defence because the ball was coming in so often. So, you know, you'd like to see Doherty up the... up forward a bit, uh, running up the wings a little bit more, but he's uh, he's constantly having to cover for the turnovers of his mates. So um, the outside run was blunted. Uh, and Bocost uh, only came on uh, after just after half time, didn't he? Uh, because Yeah,
1: uh, early mid-third H- term.
0: He, he did all right. Henderson subbed out of the game. Bocost uh, in. Um, he's got a three-week hamstring injury after playing half a game for Zero disposal. Just nada. Nothing. Donuts.
2: Gave away a free kick though, didn't he? Uh, he laid a tackle. Yeah. A tackle, yeah. Gave away a free kick. Then, yeah. yeah. Nuts, it's good stats.
0: Yeah. I, I, I reckon I'd fake a three-week hamstring injury if I'd had donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: what really disappoints me is he's one of my favourites too. Yeah. He just doesn't look right though. Even going into that game, did he? he
2: didn't. He doesn't look like he's had pace for a while. Um, Intensity and
1: yeah, yeah. For someone I thought that would have a decent impact this season, he's very, very disappointing. I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. There might be a niggle or something, but yeah, it's it's just on out based on output without looking at the reasons behind why.
0: Um, While he came in for his first game for Carlton, was he (laughs) basically thrown under a bus, uh, having to tag uh, Pendlebury?
2: Well, I don't think he was thrown under a bus. I mean, he's done it before. He's played, how many, has he played a dozen games or something like that? Maybe ten? Yeah. He, he, he's played before, um, and done that job and apparently been reasonable at it. So, I mean, it's his first senior game for a long time. So, in a way, I guess you could just argue that, yeah, for a first game in a long time, but.
1: You know. Yeah. Um, anyone that watches state game state league games, compared to AFL games, would be able to tell you that um, there, there's a bit of intensity there at state level, but the speed just isn't there. And it really looked like to me that that big gap of him not playing any senior games at AFL level was what really found him out. He always, every single time he got the ball, he thought he had longer, which he obviously didn't, because he was always caught and stuff. And playing on Pendle- Pendlebury is a very tough ask. Mm. But, like, playing on Pendleby for his first game for us, I don't think that was a huge um, issue. But playing on Pendleby for his first senior game back after a while is probably more what exposed him. um, Yep,
0: Bryce Gibbs. Yep, another Uh, one, like Lockie. He's he's, he's copped copped a a fearful shellacking uh, around the traps from Carlton supporters. Uh, Pretty much... Jews who uh, perceived lack of effort is that the
1: way you guys saw it there was just no team cohesion I don't know like I can't sit here and single handedly point out every single individual player that put in like probably a lack of effort because it was a lack of playing together uh, as well and he just no one looked like a team and he um, was a he's usually a big part of what keeps us together and I only saw it on TV so it's hard to see he's running off the camera which is what I usually look for but on camera it didn't look good
0: yeah, it was it was it was no no real manic attack on the footy uh, for no. much of the game. Um, they didn't run for each other. They didn't support each other. They didn't bump or shepherd for each other. Uh, once they had offloaded the ball, the ball they basically jogged uh, behind the play. Um, I did not notice. Look, I thought on the night Murphy had Murphy uh, Murphy's effort was was quite reasonable. Um, however, some of the football shows during the week um, highlighted a couple of instances where. Murph just let him, you know, was running beside somebody who basically uh, put twenty meters on him with Murph jogging and put themselves in positions to score, um, and uh, it looked really, really bad. Um, did you, you guys saw those shows? Did you see that? What were we talking? No, I, was talking I didn't
2: about? see that. It would have been really interesting to watch because I, like yeah, you, I thought it he was, had a good game. So were they yeah, on KTV? Was, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: no. Fox show. So, so like uh, Jamie Elliott basically uh, after after a. After a stoppage, um, and Murph had run forward and just just outside our defensive fifty, Murph's there. Elliot's beside him. Uh, Elliot broke out to the to the left wing a little bit more to the left pocket, uh, while Murph's just sort of jogged through the centre. And um, I think a uh, ball came in. It was a one on one contest, and uh, Coll- Collingwood. Player marked it and it's just did a little dinky kick over the top to Elliott in our goal square. So there was nobody there, um, and Murphy was you know thirty metres away. He hadn't even made the effort to get back. And when there was several instances of our players just dying on the play because they weren't involved in it because they're not seeing how it's unfolding. So they're not doing the work. Just it's they, AFL football is all about unrewarded running. Mm. So you're going to do a whole lot of running And nine times out of ten That running is going to be unrewarded You're not going to get involved in the play I think it was at half time Talking about your unrewarded running and stuff
1: At half time I think there was a stat where Collingwood had um, A fair bit more possessions than us But they had doubled our tackles We had 25 and they had 50 How does that happen? That was horrible
0: If that's not indicative of a a lack of uh, work rate I don't know And they came out during the week You know uh, I think a bit of a fraudian slip, but um Gibbs came out uh, during that week and said that uh they want to send Mick a winner. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're just like and have said he said it twice in the same interview, and like, send him out. Uh, is he actually going after this game? It was sort of um the way he was the way he was putting it. Um and, and, I, and I thought well
1: Maybe maybe he maybe he wanted to go out a winner, and the guys want to keep him around because apparently he's good with the players. So he played really horribly, so he didn't want to go after a loss like that.
0: Oh, oh rumors, Cons- conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, I mean, I don't. Again, it's hard to single players out, but there's, there's some players in our side who aren't really offering a lot. They might offer a little bit of effort, but uh, so we would the players that don't put in the effort. I, I want to see dropped. I want to see traded. Bugger, I've had enough of it. Get rid of them. Mm-hmm. If, if if you're going to see such wild inconsistency from the likes of Bryce Gibbs, uh, from week to week, when he's got all the talent in the world, uh, then there's, there's got to be a breaking point. I mean, the guy's not making AA squads. He's a number one draft pick with a lot of skill. He should be. It should be actually up there, fighting for the the best all Australian squads every year. Um, you know, be be able to be spoken about as being up near the elite, but he's nowhere near it. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say get rid of him out of the side. He's all. He's best twenty two all day long. Um, so we've got to try to forget the fact that he was a number one draft pick. And if he's our twentieth best player, so be it. As long as you know, we just have to get other elite talent into the side. But you can't forgive a lack of effort. And if he's got value, and he's going to put in every second game, going to put in efforts like that. Mm. Uh, trade them them. it's a cancer in our side if players are doing it and it's not just Gibbs but he's the high profile guy, he's the one with the talent that we know can do better and that's why we pick on those players, not just because we're looking for a scapegoat but because we know that they can do better and they've shown they can do better, Um, mind you that applies to most of our side, all these guys have shown form far beyond uh, what they're currently exhibiting, apart from a select few, and 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 we come back to the you know the likes of Doherty and Cripps and, uh, yeah. and the, the the players of the future like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. it's sort of like you get to the stage where you go, all right, okay. If you keep going down this this path, guys, change is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So don't like- let's let's not actually redeem ourselves in at all because that's just papering over the cracks. Yeah. Let's make it this really embarrassing.
1: Yeah, well, see, that's what I say every time, every year, when we have our really big, embarrassing loss. Like, oh, at least we can't hide from this and paper over the cracks, but then we do it again next year.
0: Yeah, but the pressure's constantly on now. This is unrelenting pressure.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I'd agree with you, but I've said it all before. Yeah, <laughs> it every year. It's
0: actually,
2: yeah, it's really made me take a step back and think, geez, have we overrated so many of our players, like where we thought hey, this is actually a good team, well, where.
1: When they put in the effort, we do have a lot of good players, but they're not putting in the effort. That's the problem. That's what really, really gets to me. You, 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 what you, I yeah. hate
0: about what I hate is all these idiots on big footy who just bag us out and are oh, you shitless, shitless, and you go yeah, get out. We've got some a lot of good players, and you know this all clicks and that, uh, and suddenly you, you have this this realization: you go, are all the idiots right, and we're absolutely <laughs> <Yep>. deluded. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh,
1: yep. that's that—that's a purgatory. feeling. And I, I hate, hate. T- and, I, yeah. and I hate
0: the team for doing that to me.
1: Yeah, and you know what makes it even worse is all the years I spent on big footy. Like I think I've got a, a decent knowledge on building a team, a balance list, and what it takes to like have a decent team and all that. And then something like this happens, and I look back at all the stuff like over the last few years or what I've thought about all the players. I start to think, am I wrong? Have I been this wrong this whole time? Like, <laughs> oh, do I, do I even know anything? What, why do I even do the podcast? I don't <laughs> know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we, we could pull actually... Joe Blow off the street he'd probably know more than I do about football. <laughs> <laughs> what, probably the most, one of the most damning things I've heard since the game was um, when Judd was being interviewed after in one of the shows afterwards or by... I can't remember who. Um, And he actually mentioned that um, the culture's been quite poor in his time at Carlton where there's a lot of players that are just playing to get a game and to get a contract extension. And that's really obvious. Um, I honestly don't think we have enough players on the list to drop all the players that didn't put in effort on um, Friday night. No, but we need to send a message. Yeah. by oh,
0: if, for you, sure. if you start I dropping high-profile players, yeah. I then, and, agree then, with and you. if that doesn't get the message through, then we're just going to have to start weeding out a lot of them and start yeah. again because these, these 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 players are mentally fragile and they're a bunch of coach killers.
1: Yep, I completely agree with you. They need to be dropped, especially the high-profile senior list leadership group ones that yeah. aren't yeah. in yeah. effort because that's it's
0: follow. Yeah, look, I've got to say, looking at the dressing room after the match, they did look like they were hurting. Um, the players did look pretty disappointed and did look like they were they were genuinely uh, unhappy with themselves. So um, hopefully that means something. And unfortunately, we're playing. You know, the, the, our opposition this week isn't. Somebody who's expected to give us a massive contest, so it, we you know we could easily come out and beat up on beat up on them and and think that all our problems are solved. I would have rather we're actually having taken on a genuine uh, opposition this week, but you know um, just to, just to show that these guys are serious and we can actually measure something from it. But you know that'll wait for another week. We'll likely we'll probably we'll probably have a have a good win, get ahead of ourselves again, and get smashed the next week. So. Um, this is the pattern. <laughs> this unfortunately is the pattern that Carlton find themselves in.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> when I see them running around not putting in effort like that, it, I hide, like I'm not usually one to leave games early or turn off the TV early, but it, it genuinely hurts. Oh yeah. Watching them not care—that's
0: the worst part. Yep. Uh, look, hypocritically, um, I just said that Armfield really, really put in, but I, I sort of I don't understand why uh, David Elard is currently getting a game. I know he puts in, and that's why I'm a hypocrite. Um, but um, he doesn't. He shouldn't be getting he, a game. He, but he because he
1: puts in, he should be getting a game over the people that aren't. He, it's it's he, one of those he, players.
0: Well, I, I, I guess my, I, you can't I guess have my, too
1: many of those workman type players. And, too many
0: meat and potato players. Exactly. That's right. but, um, um, and, and Armfield's point of difference is he has pace.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I'd pick i pick Armfield over Allard, you know, most matchups. There are some matchups where Allard might come in a bit handy, but the reason why Allard's getting a game in a team with Armfield and stuff where he probably shouldn't be based on his ability is pretty bad indication of where our side is at, at the moment.
2: Are uh, injuries any factor that's worthy? I'm not going to say excuse, but is it something that is that is that why Allard's getting a game? We do have a number of players not on the park at the moment, which we would like there.
1: It it probably does have a little bit of a bearing, but it shouldn't. No, it should It, 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 it shouldn't. really shouldn't. I'm, but it, it, it might be having a small bearing, like maybe one or two people that might be picked before It might be out. But overall, he really shouldn't be getting games consistently like he is.
0: And it, why isn't... Why? Why is uh, Nick Graham not in the side ahead of Elard, for example? And, yeah, um, I think exactly. Nick made, Nick made some noises after that game about players that have played, uh, played well in the VFL that'll probably get their chance. So I assume because Graham was one of the best in the VFL uh, over the weekend that he will be uh, getting the call up. But the, the thing is, he gets a call up for as a sub for a couple of games, or he might get one full game and he's dropped again. Um, if Allard if can get a string of uh, you know, four matches in a row based on minimal output, uh, yeah. minimal, minimal minimal effect on the contest, then surely Graham can at least get a cluster of games to show something. Do um, they play the same position?
2: I think they no, wanted Graham to play high half-forward, didn't they? Yeah, <sighs> I'm, I
1: can't remember. Like, they want him to push, yeah, high half-forward, push into the midfield, but I think they want Allard to play half-forward but push close to the goals.
0: Well, geez, I'll tell you what, with the, with the way he's going, the way he's getting pushed out, push, ragdolled and pushed mm. out of the contest, play Murphy, buddy, up forward at a high half oh, yeah, and mm. actually oh, for, stick Graham in the centre.
1: No, for sure. Well, now with the way our side is, it's Graham's. if Graham gets a call up, it's his time to put in and actually get his string of games. If he gets up there and puts in a solid effort, I can't see why he'd get dropped or continue to be subbed. Yeah, like absolutely. now, any players that want to come up, after that effort, now is their chance to really put in and get a spot at AFL level.
0: Yep, yep. And uh, I'm trying to think who else uh, played well in the uh, in the VFL. I think um,
2: well, Watson's a um, a consideration, yeah. Yeah, a genuine consideration.
0: Yeah, with Lockie out. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I haven't been a big fan of Watson because he's uh, he, he's not very agile. He doesn't he doesn't take a lot of marks. But I guess if you played Watson up forward and he was able to. Snag a, snag a mark a game, you know, get a free kick, you know, here and there um, or whatever, maybe maybe two or three opportunities. He's going to nail them all. Yeah, that's, that's what
1: I reckon. Um, and Essendon get away with having Joe Danaher in their side, Mr. Horizontal Specky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't see what Watson having less impact on a game than he
0: does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've got a couple of other rookies that would be interesting to, to try out to... Um, Tom Field, but um, you know we need another long-term injury for him to get a game. But we've got a few players due to come back shortly, uh, but they're they're short of a gallop. Obviously, uh, Cruiser was supposed to resume in the VFL uh, last week. That didn't happen. But uh, I don't know if we've. I don't know if he's back on the two to three week <laughs> <laughs> waiting list. I don't know yeah. what he is. But um, uh, Kieran Byrne should be just about over his ha- his hammy. You know, Dale Thomas is getting very very close. Uh, So we we should have a little bit uh, You know more to talk about Over the second half of the season But the damage has already been done Yep Uh, um, Anyway look We'll we'll move on to uh, If we have to I don't really see the point But we'll move on to pre-game pep talk
2: Pep
1: talk. Um, so just <laughs> not peckin- not really a pep
0: talk. No, it's not really a pep talk.
1: <laughs> pre- pre- pre-game minor what discussions. Pre- pre-game. Pre-ga-
0: what is it? What do the Americans use? Pre-game Pepto Bismol. <laughs> what is it? It's Pepto pep- 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 P- It's like a some sort of antacid for heartburn. Um, that's <laughs> oh, what. That's what we should be calling it. <laughs> oh sh- um, Yeah. So we uh, we pray. We play the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, we pray too.
1: Yeah, pick up prayers.
0: On, on Mother's Day. So um, it's a perfect opportunity to. Uh, if you want to give Mum something for Mother's Day, take dad to the football, make him miserable. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, see, the, you, you'd say that, but in my household, my mum's the, the passionate Carlton
0: lady. <laughs> 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 um, Brisbane are in. That's the, the one saving grace is Brisbane are in. Probably worse shape than we are, but oh, they've uh, got
1: Swan. they got Greg Swan, so they'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and they've got the best uh, midfield in the AFL uh, pre-season. That's, that's one. That's that's one thing that our well, um, we're down at ourselves about our poor football footballing judgment. Um, um, a lot of people on Bigfooty said that Brisbane would be top eight, and um, uh, they'd be. Yeah. Up and I didn't really see it. I didn't have much else but the midfield, and yep. and uh, and that's the way it's sort of panning out. They probably have a couple of players to come back, but you know, so do we. So we don't get that excuse. No, uh, hopefully Sam Doherty
1: tears him a new one. So, we, so it looks like we got something good from him. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> we, we, probably, we probably has, but the way things are looking at the moment, I just want one of our ex-Brisbane boys. Lockie's out injured, so hopefully Sam Doherty can do it.
0: Sam Doherty um, recently signed for three years. And uh, he's made a, f- a lot of uh, statements, basically about uh, wanting to see how he can help the club, and you know, it's sort of one of those speeches, you know, ask not what uh, your country can do for you, but you can do for your country. So he's uh, he he makes all the right noises, and everybody's in love with him. And uh, it seemed a long time ago that uh, uh, pre-season everybody was he was everybody's whipping boy. So uh, my man crush
2: grows daily.
0: With oh,
1: Sam. yeah. I- I like Sam. He puts in. He just needs to clean up some of his disposal under pressure. Um, when the rest of the team clicks and works together, he does really well. But when they're not trying to come off half back with no one working hard to kick to, of course, it's going to look bad for you too.
0: Yeah, I noticed, uh, again, on those football shows, Jonathan Brown doing a bit of talking about, uh, you know, Brisbane Lions woes and having five players leave, you know, prior to last season. And uh, uh, he, he names... He names four of them every time, and it's like he's forgotten who Sam Doherty is because you'll name all the others—you know, Yolonga and Canises and uh, and Yao and uh, whoever the other one was—but but <laughs> he, he, he names them, but he always leaves out Sam. And I, I kind of thought that Sam Doherty is probably doing better than all those other those other four. But yeah. anyway, um, d- d- is it worth talking about matchups for this game? Or did we do? What? Um, is there much to match Probably not. up with I don't know what we're going like. to look
1: ma- like they don't have much to match up on and we don't have much to match up with so I think <laughs> it's a
0: bit <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we can move the goalposts out to the uh, out to the, fit, the top of the 50 metre arcs and just let the midfield better there just like I, a I, super ace
1: game yeah, I reckon if we did that we'd have to like widen the gap between the two goalposts by an extra 15 20 metres so we can kick
0: something yeah. Oh, I'll just put one one goal post on each boundary line and give. Oh, uh,
1: well, like, out on the fools all day.
0: <laughs> Are you laughing or crying? I <laughs> don't. Oh, <no. laughs> look, look um, you know, at various stages, uh, the, the tears sort of dry up, and you can only you can only laugh, can't you? Uh, because uh, it is it is the uh, the best comedy show in town. <laughs>
1: I was thinking about um, for going down to local, uh, the uh, local AFL store or watch New or whatever and buying some tackle buddies, the little inflatable things, and taking them down to, you know, what are, what are we now, Icon Park or whatever, and just donating them to the club because obviously they don't have anything to practice on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit more creative than, a, than a, a truckload of fertilizer, I suppose. Oh,
1: dear.
0: It's more, should...
2: more, more constructive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, well, we should be opening up a dude ranch rather than a uh, a bait shop because uh, we uh, we are very big on corralling and not very good on as far as tackles go. So, oh, um, for sure. Well, um, <laughs> these guys, there's nothing else to talk about. I know, I know, I know, we're paying out on our own club a little bit tonight, but we uh, only do it because we care. That, that's it. Because it we, hurts, really. We, we 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 love the club. The club is the club is bigger than. Yeah, What's happening cool. around it at the moment is bigger than the personalities that hang around. It's bigger than power brokers. It's bigger than the whoever's in charge of the club right now. It's bigger than the players currently wearing the wearing the Guernsey. Um, it's been around for 150 years. Um, uh, everybody there at the moment is but a footnote in its history. So um, we just wa- we just want to see us, you know, actually get to a point where we can be proud again, and that's unfortunately not in our hands. So we can only. Uh, Make recommendations and uh, put the pressure on where we see fit, and uh, hopefully uh, somebody there is doing currently doing something that we can't see that's going to uh, arrest this uh, slide we're in. Well said. All right, uh, I think we'll leave it there. Thanks, uh, Happy Dad, for, for coming back. And uh, yeah,
1: you're, you're welcome. I think I think I got a few laughs, so that's something to be happy about. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. Was it Happy Dad or is it Sleepy Dude? What's the uh, I'm sleeping fine. You have to talk to the. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's not getting up during the night. All right. Um, and uh, thanks, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Edelston. Um,
2: uh, please see my receptionist <laughs> for appointments. <laughs> All
0: right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.